Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at a story or narrative-focused game. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we are going to go ahead and start Life is Strange Before the Storm, the prequel to Life is Strange. You pumped, Duncan? I'm so excited. Oh, hell yeah. Me too. Couldn't be more. Me too. Um, This game was not developed by Don't Nod. It was developed by Deck Nine Games. It came out on August 31st on PS4 and PC and maybe some other things. I didn't look it up. I'm pretty sure it's just PS4 and PC, but it might be on Xbox One. I don't know. Uh, And I think it's $20 currently on sale for $16. I'm pretty sure. Um, Not including the Deluxe Edition. Um, so we are going to hop in pretty quickly here. We're not going to do too much of an intro. Um, we are going to do slightly different of a format. So instead of giving you a traditional story summary, we're going to do a little more uh, like what we did for the original Life is Strange series that we had a month or two ago. I don't remember exactly how long at this point, yeah. but we'll just kind of talk about it and interject our thoughts as we're going through so that you can kind of get a succinct story with our thoughts. And then we'll do questions at the end of that Mm-hmm. Whew. All right. Whew. Been waiting for this prequel for a while. I'm really excited to be able to do Life is Strange and like give our actual thoughts as we're going through it, as opposed to our like twice over thoughts a year removed from when we initially played the game. Right. Yeah. Getting our, our initial feelings on it instead of this half-baked shit yeah. that we were doing earlier. That's yeah. all we ever do is this fucking half-baked shit. <laughs> um, so yeah. Alex, I am half-baked. Hell Yeah. We just gotta get fucking, you know, wake and bake, get full Chloe with it, and then we'll be good to go, man. Get full Chloe with it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty solid. We'll probably give some predictions at the end because we also don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. We're gonna ride yeah. the zeitgeist, man. Everyone's pumped. We're all excited. Woo! All right, join us. Join us. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do three episodes of it, and they're all gonna be real good short ones. Um, Our story begins with. <laughs> Uh, yes, our story begins. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to hop right into it. Um, a little more explanation. I'm going to talk about the scene, and then like, just so you have an idea where we're at, in case you forgot, um, you should play the game before listening to this episode. Oh, God, oh, God. Also, heads up, uh, maybe spoilers for the original Life is Strange if we talk about that. Yes. So be warned. You've been warned right now. Uh, if you haven't played or finished the original Life is Strange and you still have a plan to, I would you know put this one on hold until you go ahead and do that yeah all right cool so with that being said that being said this game opens up with chloe um because you play as chloe price this time going to a secret show for the band firewalk at an abandoned mill which is kind of like out in the middle of nowhere um basically she goes to this this abandoned mill um the scene kind of plays out outside of it she talks to a few people mills around and then tries to gets through the bouncer who is telling her that she can't get in because she's underaged um eventually does get in via one means or the other uh there are a couple of people inside we see mostly unfamiliar faces um, she does talk to frank a little bit the drug dealer from the original life is strange um and then runs into a new guy whose name i forget who kind of talks about how he should or she should know who he is um and then eventually tries to get into the mosh pit area to see the show but it's too rough so she can't and ends up going upstairs to some really like rickety old rafters where the guy who said that um he she should know who he is confronts her um and then rachel amber kind of shows up at the last second and draws his attention chloe gets into a little bit of the fight with the guy um and then rachel and chloe run off and watch and enjoy the show together and apparently take some pictures and post it on the social medias 
Um, <laughs> so that's kind of the first section of the game. Um, yeah. Duncan, do you have any like any scenes in yes. there that stuck out? Yes. And thought, okay, let's jump yeah. into it. So then. like, I love, I love that Chloe is, is she's clearly trying to put on a badass face, mm. but she's in way over her head in this environment, and uh, I just remember being like that in a couple moments of my like you know teenage youth of pretending to be you know way higher on something that i really wasn't Mm -hmm. as far as like you know toughness or anything like that so i found it really entertaining to watch her you know talk to this bouncer and you know try and roll with the crowd and it looks like she is semi-comfortable but i still think that she's not she doesn't entirely fit in and she's still a little bit of an outcast to that crowd yeah you definitely do get a little bit of that feeling where it's like oh she has something in common with all of these people but she is definitely not all of these people right like yeah she's not one of them yeah for sure and that they think they do a pretty good job of making that come across um at, at certain points and with the inner monologue that runs through her head mm-hmm. and and the way that she's i mean even just the fact that she's unable to get into the mosh pit at like yeah. the, which also like come on you can do that i've done that it doesn't take a lot of effort to get into it it just takes a lot of effort to get out of it yeah, but yeah, that's true. Whatever. Um, yeah, this this was an interesting opener. I'll say that this this mm-hmm. was also the introduction of the like. I forget what the new system is called, where you like try and insult. Back talk mode. Yeah, back, back talk. talk mode. Uh, <laughs> which basically just comes down to a contest where you are trying to insult somebody enough times based on what they said mm-hmm. so that they feel dejected and let you through or let you do whatever <laughs> the objective is. It's kind of weird. I don't. Yeah, I wanted to know how you felt about it. I was when I when that popped up, I went, "Whoa, this is this is different." Yeah, and only applicable to Chloe ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would not be a Max thing. No, so, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> so my thoughts on it, like my feelings, I guess, was that I like I like that it's another thing that you can do because so many of the puzzle elements I feel like got taken out of. Uh, uh, from the original of you know being able to turn back time yeah. and taking a you know uh learning things through there and this kind of initial like fast pace you just gotta roll with it mm-hmm. um i enjoyed it I, I like them and i will say through through later throughout the game i felt forced because you do end up having options later mm-hmm. to um make major decisions and one of those decisions sometimes is a backtalk mode yeah and i felt like i was just going to do the backtalk mode because I wanted to do the backtalk mode not based on the decision I was making. That is um, true, for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it feels I'll, like I'll it pick up one of those. Yeah, I'll pick up one of those when we head to the Blackwell one. Yeah. Um, scene. So, yeah. Just, That's what I thought about it. What do you think? Generally speaking, I think conceptually it's really interesting. They try and um, even make a note when they, it first is introduced to you because you have like three different options of what to say uh, every time. And it's always. It says you're supposed to basically tailor it to what the other person is saying, and you should really like think about what they said and then what might be the most effective. I didn't find in practice that that was too true. I really found in practice it was just look for the word that they said, and the word that they said will be in one of your options, yeah. like, oh, I'm not a baby, and then one of your options is like, call him a baby and tell him he's going to buy <laughs> diapers. And it's like, okay, well. Yeah. Uh, so it ends yeah. up not being difficult, um, which I think is fine still, but also, there's definitely points where it comes off as like, I don't 
like, for instance, if this bouncer wasn't cool, she wouldn't have, like, she wouldn't have just gotten in. The bouncer wouldn't have just been like, you've insulted me a lot. Go on in. You're tough. I believe in you. You eat a bowl of nails yeah. for breakfast. I'm the guy from SpongeBob. Uh, like, right. It, <laughs> it, it yeah. would have just been like, you know, talk shit, get hit. She would have gotten thrown the fuck out is kind of where I'm at with it. But yeah, it's an interesting system. I like the system. I just don't know. I, I hope to see it used more to greater effect later in the game. I think there are one or two instances of it being good, and then there are a couple of instances of it not feeling uh, totally right, personally. Yeah, maybe a little bit forced. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so so that's the introduction of that system. Um, the environment was kind of interesting. It was unlike a lot of what we'd gotten in, in Life is Strange 1, like, it just felt mm-hmm. very different, right? It was a vibe that you never would have seen yeah. Max in. The closest thing was, like, the party in episode four, and, like, it was very, very different than that. So it was kind of interesting to be in an environment where it's just like, hey, this feels, like, grungy, and also it feels a little unfafe. Like, I don't really want to talk to yeah. anybody because I don't want to put Chloe in these weird situations, well, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, there's, like, a girl that's, like, passed out in the corner drunk. Yeah. There's, like, some drug users. It's just... Yeah, you're right. It's a bad scene. Uh, also, what a fucking bizarre location for a concert. Am I like am I unexperienced in that kind of stuff or do concerts get held in like barns a lot? Uh I I'm not experienced in that. I have definitely <laughs> heard of it happening, usually more okay. of like a rave than like a hidden rock concert, but you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's kind of it's a neat idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's it's fucking it's a little weird and the abandoned steel mill or whatever like okay whatever yeah and there's like a made bar there so it's not like they're like well let's go to a secret place it's like someone converted this into some form of business yeah maybe i don't know there's there's a bar so you're not wrong like they have to have i'm pretty sure they weren't just selling booze to the steel workers because that seems like not great maybe (laughs) right so it the the scene was good enough in my opinion, where that kind of stuff faded, melted away a little bit, and I didn't spend as much time questioning it. But yeah, I yeah. was I, I had such a healthy skepticism to start this game that I maybe this scene didn't work for me quite as much. Um, I did. Hmm. There were definitely some things that I, I think worked, in, and there were some things that were interesting. Um, I really liked that the dude selling T-shirts out of his car, and he's like twenty dollars, and Chloe's like that's so overpriced. I'm like, girl, have you ever been to a fucking concert? Like. Yeah, that, no, that was not. another tell. Yeah, that was another tell that gave me that I'm like, oh, she's she's new to this. Yeah, you know, even though she's acting like she's not. Yeah, uh, but she does have a poster in her room where she's like, I went to that concert. That is true. It was fine. That is so, true. I don't know. Um, also, that whole like scene that played out with the guy who's selling uh, T-shirts. You can he's like selling them out of his car that's on a kind of ramp, and you can pull the parking brake and like his car slides down the ramp and kind of crashes into something else. And then you can like steal his money and his shirts. Wow. You kind of shitty right off the bat then, aren't you? Like didn't do that. I didn't did. That. I didn't take his money, <laughs> but I took the shirt and like, cause I just wanted to see what would happen. And it's like, okay, well whatever. And I think huh. if you steal the money, you can also buy weed from Frank, which I didn't do either. Yeah. Um, um Frank, what about, do you, do you have any feelings about just seeing Frank and kind of like, 
his appearance because I feel like he looked a lot younger and kind of even his personality seemed a little bit less bitter and yeah so he definitely seems a little younger and also he definitely seems a little softer around the edges I yeah you know I have a lot of feelings about the like the returning characters that I'll get into more as we run into them but okay uh Frank initially I actually liked Frank a lot more in this than I ever did in Life is Strange 1 already just because he was like he seemed personable he seemed you know like he was exactly what they were trying to portray and i do think there's like a case to be made for that right because it it would make sense that he would be more personable and more open in this game if things were going better for him than in life is strange one when we only see him post the disappearance of rachel amber who he was basically in love with so yeah i think which is is super interesting to watch how it's gonna play out totally um so that that was most of this scene um I don't really have anything else. The guy whose name I still can't remember is kind of shitty, and also he has a neck tattoo that's just the word dope, which I kind <laughs> of couldn't stop laughing at when I saw it. That's actually, that was the first note that I wrote down playing through the game was just all caps, his tattoo says dope. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty fucking good. Um, so yeah, do you have anything else you want to talk about on that scene? No, I don't think so. I think I'd like to jump right into the uh, to the after part. Oh, no, actually, I do. Oh, okay. Actually, actually, you know, nope. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to get into that later. Okay. Thank God. Cool. Thank God we made a proper cut. We good. We good. All right. We good. Okay. All right. Here we go. Moving on. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. No, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> Hit me with I think I'm good right. one more time. <laughs> No, I think I'm good. Uh, so we can we can move along here. So uh, after that, you get back home uh, after a long night of thrashing and raving with your with your new companion or friend or whatever. You uh, get dressed, and your mom says breakfast is ready. Got to kind of peruse around, grab her purse. You can explore uh, Joyce's room mm. a little bit here. Um, go downstairs for breakfast and. What do you see that a pot roast cooking? God, you know. Fucking pot you roast. Hate, you fucking pot roast. You Jesus. and mom hate pot roast, but you know who likes pot roast? David. Mm. David is, is this is kind of the beginning of David's uh, relationship with Joyce and the family we saw in Life is Strange 1. Um, so they, they uh, Joyce and Chloe kind of have an altercation uh maybe and then you go to uh school with the help of david's car Uh, you help him fix it a little bit before you leave um you end up having a flashback while you're in the car yeah but being in the car with uh with your dad and you know some familiar tunes are playing and um and you get dropped off at blackwell yeah so being in the price home again Mm -hmm. how did you feel so, it, it was kind of nostalgic, right? There was definitely a bit of that, you know, when Chloe wakes up in her bed and is kind of walking around her room. It, it's obviously a little bit different, but it did feel kind of good to be back. It felt a little bit comfortable. Um, I, I will say that this scene, um, I don't know how I felt about it, right? Like I, So, this was the point where the voice acting started to irk me a little bit. Um, and I don't want to talk about that too much, but I'm pretty sure, like, every single character has a new voice actor, pretty much. And I was fine with Joyce's, but David's, I did not, like, it. I couldn't get past how different it felt. Um, so that, that took me a while to get used to. Uh, generally speaking, this scene was interesting, though. 
um, mm-hmm. just like off the bat, starting with tension, and you know, Chloe's mom didn't feel as relatable or not as relatable. I didn't like Chloe's mom as much. I didn't like Joyce as much as I did in the first Life is Strange. Do you get any of that feeling at all? No, I feel the opposite. Really? I think I like her better in this game. Really? Yeah. Just yeah. off the bat, she like it felt like she was the one starting altercations as opposed to Chloe. Which uh, is probably you know, could again, that could be the way I played it. I don't know. Yeah. But it yeah. felt I mean, a little aggressive. Yeah, it it did at times, but also I kind of understand her aggression because she might have been starting the altercations, but like she has reasons for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I It's hard because I can't really... It's hard to know because they don't give enough kind of like... Which, why would they? You know, backstory about um, the be- like the very beginning of David and Chloe's kind of like relationship. How it came to like, you know, how they first met and how he's been treating her. Yeah. I think it's it properly reflected by her... Uh, walking up to the car and him saying why do women always take so long to get ready he is fucking worse he's worse now (laughs) yeah Yeah, right what the fuck i thought i just thought it was funny that like uh, that when i you know i i i told joyce that you know i'm not gonna be an asshole i'm Mm -hmm. gonna say thank you to him and then i'm like you know what this run, this run, I feel like I gave David a hard run last, you know, first Life is Strange. Yeah. Let me make amends with him and, you know, be nice to him. And that's the first thing he says. And I go, well, <laughs> guess I'm following suit. <laughs> you know, like, there's, there's, what a, what a dick. Yeah. So. There's a, um, you get another one of those moments in the car where you get to choose whether or not to, like, uh, back talk. That's what it's called. I'm never going to fucking remember it. But you get to choose whether or not to back talk him. And, like, I, I felt sort of the same as you. I was like, okay, I'll give David a new shot. And then he said that, and I was like, okay, he's shitty. Maybe he's just from a different time. Uh, we'll try. And then you get into the car, and he's like, okay, I want to talk with you. It's like, okay, we're going to do this. And the first thing he says is, you've had enough of a vacation from having a father figure. And I was like, wow, that's maybe the shittiest thing your character has ever said. To call oh, yeah. having your dad die a vacation from a father figure. Like, yeah. holy fuck, I was livid. Like, th- th- that was the most angry I've ever gotten at this game. was like, you piece of fucking human garbage. Why would you say something like that? Um, and so then I backdocked yeah. him and called him a dick. And it was all good. And I felt slightly better. I did feel slightly better after that. So maybe there's more <laughs> merit to that system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. And And I oddly stayed back because... Um, I I just wanted I just wanted to respect Mama Joyce, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that too. He also tries yeah. to fist bump you, and oh my I didn't God. like that. <laughs> I have I I thought it was so funny because I I stayed a good like two three minutes on that screen while he just awkwardly has his fist up <laughs> and you have your arms crossed just staring him up and down and it just goes in at least. Four perfect <laughs> angles of him just staring at you with his fist out. I love it. Oh, I loved that scene. That is a really <laughs> just because, just because of the comedy of not being timed and just being able to watch this like really silent uh, moment happen. Yeah. Did you did you uh, leave him hanging afterwards? 
You know I left him hanging. Hell yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> and then he, like, you walk away, and he awkwardly, like, runs over and grabs your fist and fist bumps you with it. And then she, like, pulls his hand back and gives him, like, a disgusted what the fuck's wrong with you look. And I was like, yeah. what the hell was that, my man? You don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to, while we're talking about David, mm-hmm. one of the... Um, one of the things I love about this game so far is they kind of captured a new, uh, having a new member in the family really well and them kind of like taking over a lot of things. And um, it, it's a little bit of a personal connection for me, hmm. but the scene where he, um, he asks her to grab the socket wrench, right? Yeah. And you go into the garage and you know he says he has his toolbox there, and you know, you run into Dad's old to- toolbox, mm-hmm. and you know, it's kind of beat up. It's a little smaller uh, than his and stuff like that. And you know she says, "Oh man, he used to love doing all this and that." And then he comes back. I think I don't remember how exactly this altercation happens, but anyways, she ends up saying like, "We already have a toolbox," and then he's like. But my toolbox is like bigger and better, and we can just get rid of that old toolbox. And it was like this really like forced, but I still liked it, you know, metaphor for having that kind of like new uh, blood, yeah, in the in in the home and stuff like that. Yeah, that uh, like awkward feeling of like, oh, they're trying to replace everything, but also like I don't. It's it, it's weird for both parties, and it just feels uncomfortable. Exactly. And in the end, it's just fucking tools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it can be nostalgic for you as an item, but in the end, that's what it is. And David doesn't understand that. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that he would, you know, in the defense of him. But to her, that means so much more. And I know those kind of like I've had those things happen to me where it's like the when I'm a teenager, it doesn't strike me like that because I I didn't I, you know, wasn't thinking logically about that stuff. But, you know, as a as an adult, you realize, oh, well, they couldn't have known. Yeah, there's no way for sure. So I, I really like that. That scene kind of touched me in the house. Yeah. All right. That, that's good. That's good. Um, do you have yeah. anything else about the house scene? Generally speaking, I, I didn't have too many oh. thoughts on this one. So um, kind of. OK. Uh, I think we'll talk about it more overarching. But like it was just I, I kind of got excited to start to go through, you know, like all this old Max stuff and how bitter mm. she was about her leaving and that uh, it was, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to play more of the game to maybe really assess how I feel about it, but I think it's cool so far. That's all I really have to say. What specific, like the, just the items that you see in her commentary on it or like the, the journal entries she wrote to Max. I don't know if you read any of those. Both. Yeah, okay. I read all of them. I, I read the, two both. and then forgot they might be being updated in the background. And so I haven't read any more oh, if they were. Yeah. yeah, I read a couple. But then th- towards the last two chapters, I forgot. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's just all of it together. I um, I want to see that, that kind of, not hatred, but like, I want to see that feeling towards her yeah the, develop the, like, a little bit more bitterness almost it like oh like we were really close and you left me and i still wish he were here but i'm also angry at you and yeah yeah it's it's really uh, for those if you aren't aware she like writes journal entries about um to max as if she's writing to her but really it's just a journal yeah which is like 
kind of the level of crazy. I think maybe I thought not. she said she said somewhere in the, that journal entry that like I think it was a therapist she went to was like, "Hey, you should write letters and like to her or like people who had told her that." And she's like, "Well, I just don't. I'm never gonna send them, or I'm not brave enough to send them, or something. So I'm just going to write yeah. my side of the letter in here." Because it still made her yeah. feel good, which I it, it's legit. Like writing is a very therapeutic thing to do, so I can I can understand that, and I think it's pretty cool mm. that the game makes a point of that. Um, whether or not I think it works, I'll maybe get into a little bit later. But I don't yeah. know right now is kind of the gist of it. All right. Um. So yeah, let's get into Blackwell. So yeah, you move on. Uh, David drops you off at Blackwell. Um. Kind of the front. You you get out. You walk around the quad. You have to go get a copy of a movie from one of your friends. So this Blade Runner, Blade Runner the director's cut edition. Uh. So th- this <laughs> this kind of a large sequence where you walk around the quad. You talk to a lot of people. You see a lot of familiar faces. A few new faces. Um. And then you meet up with your um friend who has the movie who's playing Dungeons and Dragons with one of her friends and she's DMing and then you have the option to play like through the rest of the campaign with them which is like a short little kind of 10-15 minute sequence um, and then uh, after you finish that you go inside and in front of the building you get a scene where I don't remember a new character that we haven't seen before who's like on the football team is bullying uh, Nathan Prescott because Prescott basically tall jockey man. Yeah, tall, yeah. Um and then he Prescott apparently basically like bought his way onto the football team with his dad's money so then he's like holding his art and like f- photographs and stuff hostage and picking on him and then you have the option to intervene and you know basically yell at and insult the the jock dude or not and then i think regardless of whether or not you do that rachel amber will you know come out the doors as you're going in yeah. and then drags you into um, a room where they are rehearsing a school play and you kind of watch a little bit of that and give some commentary on what you thought of it and then basically she goes to change and you go to help her and give her like a belt or something like that and then she asks you if you want to ditch school with her and you agree to and then you go hop on a train, which will kind of be the next scene, so we'll talk about that later. But uh, there's a lot that goes on in that scene. Oh, yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of juicy bits. Yeah. So here's the first thing that I want to talk about because it kind of leads in and relates a little Shoot. bit to, to my, um, what, you know, what you were talking about with Max. How did you feel talking to old characters again? Like talking to Victoria Chase, talking to fucking um, Justin um fucking <laughs> <laughs> justin that's a good question i i you want to go first on that one yeah i didn't I, like I think it i need to comprise you didn't like I, it okay. so i think this game has some really strong moments in it i think this game has some weaker moments in it i think the best moments at least in this scene are when you are talking to the new characters or the like the, yeah. I think the when you're talking to like the the teacher and faculty and stuff like that that's fine too because it makes sense and like I those characters I wanted to get fleshed out a little more but it the game at some points feels like it relies too much on you having played the first life is strange and caring about these characters and I don't think it did a good job of then like bringing them to life like you have a scene where you talk to Victoria Chase and it, it just felt weird and i didn't like it and i wanted it to be over immediately but then well here's the weird thing Uh, i'll just interject there is that it feels like they just like cop or cut and pasted this character and it feels like we're not talking to like a past version of her we're just talking to her like 
from the first one directly, mm-hmm. which I know there hasn't been a lot of time, but it just the cool part about seeing any old character in this game is seeing how they were a couple like a year ago or two or however long mm-hmm. ago this game takes place. And it's fascinating to see that. But with Justin and Victoria and a couple of the other miscellaneous ones, they haven't changed. And it's just it's just more of the same. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't mind. Again, when it's people like David and Joyce, it's like, OK, these are characters that need to be here for this story. Chloe's relationship to this, like, queen bitch of the school is not important and not interesting. And But, like, consequently, talking to the two new characters, whose names I've already forgotten as well because I'm terrible with names, uh, like, talking to them and talking to, like, Skip, the security guard, like, those were interesting scenes. I felt like I was exploring a new person. I felt like I was learning about these people. And I thought they actually had a lot of personality. And, like, the, the quiet girl that you meet at the tree, whose name I've also forgotten, who's really cool and has, like... Katie uh, V2. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Except for, like, I like her a lot more. And she had that really, yeah. like, endearing scene where she's like, oh, you know, people say you're a bitch, but really I think, oh, no, wait, nobody says that. Sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, like, I thought that was really funny. And, like, and yeah. that was cool. And, like, Skip, you know, the, the security guard whose band is named Pisshead, which is not a good name for a band, just <laughs> very bad. I also like how late he was on the bully. Nathan Prescott gets bullied for like a good two and a half minutes and Skip just fucking saunters on and goes, there a problem here? Like (laughs) after it's been taken care of. Uh, Though in Skip's defense, his demo tape was actually really fucking dope. I listened to it. His demo tape was. I listened to it for like a solid minute and a half before I skipped that scene. Um, But yeah, generally speaking, just... I didn't like the reliance of this scene on old characters. And I also, it confused me with the timeline. Cause like yeah. a lot of the people that you meet are here, but I thought Max was supposed to be like a sophomore or something. And this is supposed to be set like three years before the events, I think. So that would three years. I was pretty sure it was three years. It could be less. Christ. It might be like two years. I could be wrong on that. Um, but, like, yeah, it, it I, definitely feels uh, weird. That doesn't feel right Maybe if it's, it's, like, two or three years. I thought it was, like, one year. Maybe it I is. can understand one year and the characters still being like that, but, like, two or three, and that just feels, like, it just feels wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. I read it in one of the things I was reading that kind of broke down the game, but they could have been wrong as well. So I might yeah. just be spreading misinformation. But, yeah, it, it, the timeline got yeah. a little confused for me as well there. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm excited to see nathan's character move in the right direction i really hope they do a good job with him yeah Uh, for sure it's it's weird that he bought himself onto the football team i would have never guessed that like if you give me an abcd of which which things is nathan prescott most likely to do in his early years i would not put that on the list but you know it's fascinating to to see all these weird um things you wouldn't expect and how they're going to unravel it in a way that it makes sense for the character to be like how they are now. Yeah, so. I really hope they do some interesting things with that, like you said, because that that could be cool. And his character is definitely his character. They did a good job of being like, oh, this is a different version of him. This is like this exactly. is him younger, but also less unhinged because like that was the crux of his character was he was like unstable. So yeah, so I, I'm and I know because leading up to the events of the first game there has to be some kind of you know some kind of relationship with chloe yeah um that's gonna take place so 
I'm excited and worried about how they're going to do that in two episodes. Yeah, I wonder if we see any of that, right? Because like him, her and Chloe, him and Chloe were kind of friendly in the first one, like before the events of that, until she like, you know, sold him drugs and he tried to rape her. Um, yeah. That that was like, yeah, that part was uncomfortable. But I don't. I, they might just not touch that at all. I I would not yeah. be surprised if they didn't. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Moving on to other parts of that scene. Did you have uh, anything in particular that stuck out that you wanted to talk about? Um, I like the D and D scene. Uh, it didn't mean a whole lot in the case of the story. Oh yeah. But it's nice to see, you know, it's nice, like you said, nice to see the new characters and it, it took a break from the serious tones, which while I was thinking about it, kind of, you know, uh, mulling over my thoughts on it, I thought it was really cool to think that that because D D is an escape game mm-hmm. you know it's to escape from reality and really get into these fake characters and stuff like that and i think in some ways that's exactly what chloe needed yeah and maybe needs and, and maybe not that exact form of escapism but i think that she enjoyed it for that reason alone and while i was like this isn't deep it's just a fun side mini game i'm like oh this this might be a little you know yeah a little deep into that spectrum so I thought it was cool that they made that choice. The choices you made in the D and D campaign were fun and short, and you know. Yeah, it was a it cool. was an interesting little vignette, and I, I like I said, I I mean I played through it. I think it kind of worked. I think it was fun. Um, it was another one of those things where it's like this doesn't jive with my image of Chloe, but I have to get rid of my image of Chloe because it's you know the image I have is not like it's external because you only got it from max's point of view previously well, and also it takes place what in the would future. you think like it, it just what would you th- doesn't seem mm-hmm. like something i would imagine her doing you know like so so you could you imagine her having a friend that sells pirated dvds yeah totally okay and then if she walked up to this friend who sold the pirated dvds and she said you want to play a game with us what what version of your Chloe do you think she would say? I just get the impression that she would be like, uh, no, that's not really, I'm not into that piece, mm. basically. Like, I don't think she would be a bitch about it. I just don't think she would do yeah. it, right? Like, they kind of shoehorned in the explanation of like, oh, yeah, I used to with a friend who I had named Max, but that was a long time ago. Um, yeah. And, like, I, I don't think it's like, oh, this is impossible. It just doesn't, like, it doesn't seem like something I would expect to have happen. Also, definitely yeah. she should have been late for class. That scene took too long. But... Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, do do you want to talk about what's his name? Um, I need more than that. Her like weird, her weird like kind of boyfriend, but not. Yeah, Warren two point I don't know. Warren what? No, Warren point five. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much <laughs> to say about him. He basically just what asks a, if he's just he. Yeah, he's just weird. He's he's not weird. He's just. He just asked her, like, hey, do you want to go see this play? And she, you know, you can either say yes or no. And if you say yes, she's like, yeah, we'll go sit in the back row and make fun of the drama kids. And then he's like, haha, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then yeah. that's like it. He texts you every now and again. It's 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 very predictable what's going to happen there. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just going to get upset and be like, why don't you talk to me anymore? And he's like, she's going to be like, I have a new friend. Her name's Rachel. Fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that's just how it's going to happen. Yep. Um. So I don't really have much to say about him. The the drama scene or the scene in the actual like drama room with the play, um, 
was like an interesting setup and i'm kind of curious to see if that play becomes any sort of a central element i really like when they do plays inside of media that can like reflect what's going on i think that's clever Mm -hmm. i don't know if they'll do this i know it's pretty sure it's a shakespeare play i know that they've gender swapped the lead role to make sure that rachel has it um i looked that up but that's that's about it i've never read the play huh that's fascinating yeah um do you think so I have some shit to say about Rachel. Okay. Why is she cool? <laughs> you mean why does everyone like her? Yes. I don't know. I so It's so unclear. Like and also why does everyone ask you about her at at the quad? I get cuz you know it's like, "Ooh, you hung out with her last night." You know what I mean? But it's just it's bizarre how fascinated they all are with her. Yeah. I think and so I do think her character is somewhat, like, endearing, right? Like, I did like the way her character acted. I did kind of like her. I didn't, like, I didn't think she was great. Like, I'm not like, oh, man, she obviously, everyone loves her, right? But I do think uh, her character wasn't, like, bad. I wasn't off-put by her, um, at least not at this point. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's we can move so, on. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I don't know. I just, I just don't, I just, from the get-go... I didn't understand what made her so special. Yeah. I, you know, reverence from the first game basically is what it's banking that you'll ignore some of the flaws on. Um, yeah. I, I do want to say, I think the scene uh, and, and all of the following scenes, but this is the start of it, do a really good job of capturing uh, this one in particular of like, Hey, I don't really know how I feel about this person, but I think there's something there. But like, now I'm just sort of uncomfortable at the idea of thinking about being with this person. And they do, they do a good job with that, like inner monologue and kind of uncomfortableness that Chloe feels, I think throughout the rest of the game. And it starts here. Yeah. Just got to like carry myself. And you see that, that, uh, that tough facade kind of break. Yeah. Um, so that is everything there. Uh, do you want to talk about the train since it's still kind of part of the sequence? Uh, do, do you sure. have anything to say about the train? I guess is really where I'm at with it. It was boring. I, Two truths and a lie fell flat. Really, I kind of liked it. Eh, it was okay. I I felt. Could did you trick her? No. I feel like she's gonna know anyway. No, I she might. I don't know. I gave two truths and a lie because I I play by the rules. Um, you know. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> me too. I did think it was kind of interesting, like you know the way she talks and kind of reasons out everything and the way she like grabs your hand and touches it and it seems really flirty and then it's like oh you know i know you're not at least for me i lied and said i was a guitarist and she's like oh you don't have calluses on your fingers i felt it earlier like oh i thought i was allergic to cats oh that was my lie it's fucking bad lie duncan bad lie (laughs) um i don't know there wasn't there wasn't a ton to the scene so i don't don't really want to talk about that much but again this is just and i thought it was kind of interesting so yeah, I felt I just felt a little bit like forced of like, hey, share your e- earbuds with her, and it just that part sucked. Know. Yeah, yeah, it did, <laughs> right? Like, it just I don't know the whole train scene. I'm like, oh, it's cool, they're getting away mm-hmm. somewhere, and I was very interested where they were going, but uh, the journey was not. Can I just say the earbud scene would have sucked so much less if she was just like, hey, do you want to listen to some music, and then played it on the speakers on her phone, like. Exactly. That would have been so much less shitty. But instead, it was like this awkward, hey, I'm going to listen to music and ignore you unless you want to listen to music with me. And like, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, the choice is pretty clear. 
Because you're not going to, like, be like, let's spend the day together, plug your earbuds in, and peace out. Yep. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? There's no way. So, uh, also, you, there's no way I'm standing on that scene for more than 30 seconds. So, it's just this awkward, like, let me pull the music out, and we'll take a listen. You listen to 30 seconds of the song, then you take the earbuds <laughs> out and put them back in your pocket. Ah, good fun. <laughs> I'm glad we shared that moment. Uh, I'm on, like, my, you know, my battery's at 1%, so we're going to be done here. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. let's, let's move on, move on, make sure we're, we're, we're getting through. Yeah. After that is the park scene, right? Yeah. Hey, you want to walk us through that? So we'll finally get to Rachel's destination here, which is a uh, park grounds. You uh, go to one of her favorite spots where through one of those uh, magnifying viewfinder uh, things at the park, you kind of put a quarter through and look. Uh, you two spy on random people and just kind of act out how they would be talking the two kind of make fun of people for a while and uh then uh, rachel spots a woman and a man and they start making out and then things suddenly less become more fun and she just wants to get trashed she wants to get wasted so there's a couple nearby uh where you trick them into stealing their wine and then you run off to the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that that's kind of the whole park scene. It's, it's so there. I, I'm torn because I honestly think this was the point where the game started working for me. And I don't really know why. Which is weird. Really? Yeah. So I this was the first off, this was the point where I started to buy the fact that Chloe and Rachel might have a relationship. Because, like, the first half of it, they jive really well. They kind of joke around a little bit. Um, they seem to have similar senses of humor. They seem to have a good time. Like, it, it just... This scene sort of worked for me in that respect. I will say, like, mm-hmm. Rachel kind of becomes a bit of a bitch. And, like, ah, my idea didn't work because the quarter got stuck. And now you have to fix it. And I'm angry. And I'm, okay. Fucking roll with the punches. Jesus. Calm down. Um, yeah. And also, uh, I don't know about you, but kind of, like... I pretty much understood what was going on immediately when she started to get bitchy and angry. Like, yeah, I was I like, yeah, this that. is not like, I mean, we're going to talk about that's it. That's either her mom or her dad. Yeah, like one yeah, of her like, parents is cheating on the other. This is not hard. Um, and then there's the scene where you like, you trick the couple and they're, they're having an argument earlier in the scene that you can like walk by and listen to. And there was like, there's a good scene where she like walks up and asks them if they have any spare change to try and get another quarter for the other viewfinder. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Oh no, sorry. Like, we don't and then like the wife is kind of like this place has really gone downhill and like yeah, i like the guy yeah. offers chloe food They're like oh we got some food instead because they just think she's homeless and like it was just kind of a funny <laughs> awkward interaction and i liked that um yeah yeah i, I enjoyed that too yeah. the the park couple was like a weird I, I enjoyed them because they weren't realistic. Like, those two yeah. people will never exist. Totally. But they were still fun characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. The so, the sequence like where, you like, the trick that you do is basically, like, Rachel walks by and then pretends to pass out. And then Chloe, like, yells at them to start trying to help them and tries to steal the bottle of wine when they're not looking off the table they were at. And then, like... Like, oh, go, give her mouth to mouth. She needs mouth to mouth. And then, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that yep. was funny. And then, like, the guy goes down, and, like, eventually you are able to steal the wine. And then, fucking, you know, Rachel pops up and runs away. And it's like, oh, you're a hero. And the guy's like, you know what? I am. Even though he didn't do anything. And it was, like, it was dumb, but it was fun. 
and like what did you think about unlocking the keys that to was your so good he like the <laughs> argument you stumble upon them having is about how he locked the keys to the car like keys to the car inside of the car <laughs> then you yeah. like win the back talk by saying like do you want to be a loser forever or do you want to like have the keys locked in the car of life <laughs> so dumb <laughs> but that that was also like that was the kind of dumb unrealistic fun that i was super okay with you know what talking about it now i think i've changed my mind about it because when i think about it in the kind of serious tone that it was in i i was like meh but in that way i liked it a lot i did have down that the initial like like strong flirting coming from rachel Mm -hmm. made no sense to me but i would have liked to have it swapped you know what i mean like have this kind of awkward you know they're trying to hang out and be friends but like then that comes on but it seemed like really strong forward but yeah i don't know i mean their whole relationship seems to progress very very quickly uh which i think is probably just you know part and parcel with the fact that they're doing a you know three-part game and hoping to probably get to some climactic moments like halfway through part two which is going to probably necessitate that so i don't 100 percent buy the speed at which everything is happening but i do kind of think it's it's all right you know i don't it doesn't yeah disturb but they're also me, i guess teenagers they are so that makes sense yeah <laughs> so teens are stupid <sighs> god fucking teen games every fucking goddamn week with this damn podcast teens <laughs> um, move us into the next teen moment yeah so after this whole park scene you leave and go to the the junkyard um from the first game american rust um rachel is like inconsolably angry basically um which again makes sense given sort of what happened and tells chloe to like leave her alone don't talk to her she needs space um chloe you know tries to confront her tries to tell her that like hey whatever and then like hey this whole interaction was really good but it's like split up into a bunch of small parts um and and eventually chloe is like oh if you're angry like you find a baseball bat and you can either start breaking shit in front of her or offer it to her either way she like storms off angrily and then um and kind of what i think was probably the climax they were setting up for for the whole game um chloe like tells her to stop and then basically tells her not to leave because she's afraid of like you know losing this and she doesn't want to fuck this up and then rachel asks you what this is and you can say like oh you know a friendship because i've you know haven't don't have any friends and i've been alone or you can you know say oh this is you know a friendship but something more than that um and then either way, you know, she leaves again, and Chloe just picks up the baseball bat and starts breaking a bunch of shit throughout the junkyard, um, and eventually is going to break something and, like, turns the corner and sees the car that her dad got hit in, all, like, just beat up in the corner. Um, she kind of has, you know, a breakdown moment with that, and then passes out in the back of the car where she has another longer, like, dream sequence where she's in the backseat of the car and her dad's driving, um, and things get really weird, and then eventually she wakes up and goes to find Rachel at the park where they were at initially, um, and Rachel, you know, explains that, oh, that's my dad, who's the DA, and he's obviously cheating on my mom, and I'm really upset with him, and then, you know, gets a picture of him and lights it on fire and throws it in a trash can and then kicks the trash can over and sets a giant tree on fire and then screams and a bunch of wind goes by her and then we're just treated to, like, a scene of everyone in the town looking to see a a fire in the distance and then the the game kind of ends on that note. Which also, that's a big fire. That's a very big fire. Mm Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. 
it's it's going to burn the entire forest down. Yeah, it's it's got to burn everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think it's funny that someone at Blackwell, if you talk to him, I don't know if you did, but he talks about fire safety. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that scene because <laughs> the dude like he's like, oh, do you want to sign a petition? Like literally. He's like, oh, I want to talk to you about this. And immediately I hit the button to leave the conversation because I just didn't give a fuck at all. <laughs> That's funny. I actually fully talked to him about it. And when I saw her light the, the picture on fire and kick the trash can, I'm like, oh, I'm going to use my fire safety skills. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, I, I totally <laughs> also, they, they yeah, they drop a couple of hints that there's going to be a big fire. There's a bunch of posters around talking about fire safety, too. So this is definitely something that they... Um, kind of hinted at but so i, I want to immediately talk about this because we didn't talk about yep. this at all in life is strange one and i think that was kind of a faux pas on our part this is i think the first time in the series that they like it's, it's at least the first time in this like before the storm where they directly address chloe's queerness and are just like hey you like you can beat around the bushes max a little bit and kind of your choices affect things but like as chloe like she is in a relationship with Rachel at some point. Like she is a gay character and this is like, you have to address this now. And I know there's a lot of, there's a very dedicated fan base that really likes the game because of the way that they addressed it in the first one. And I think so far I have been very impressed with the way that they haven't like beat that over the head or anything in this. They've just addressed it in a very well, like well-meaning way. And they've done a super good job with it. Um, and, and I'm, I'm happy with it, and I think it's interesting to now get this other thing where it's like, hey, this is a direct part of the character as opposed to Life is Strange 1, where you can be like, eh, let's brush that off. I don't want to like think about that, or I don't want that to be the case for my like my version of Max. Um, I think yeah. it's really... It's going to create a more interesting dynamic when playing through the game this time around. First off, Alex, mm -hmm. I don't faux pas. <laughs> Second off, I agree. <laughs> 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 I was biting my tongue for that. That's one. fair. That's fair. I appreciate it quite a bit. <laughs> but but no, I I I agree with you. And I I was I was worried about how they were going to handle that, and because it was pretty clear that that was the situation. Mm -hmm. Well, at least it seemed like it in the first game that that was what was happening with her and um, her and uh, Rachel. And like, I think it's I well, there's a journal entry in there where she like mentions like to one of her fake letters to max that she rubbed it out to a female character from blade runner and she's like haha i probably just want her bangs <laughs> so it's like this kind of like weird she doesn't know yeah i don't think she like fully understands yet and maybe she doesn't even know in you know the first game fully or doesn't you know fully identified uh or you know herself in that way um I feel like I'm getting to bad territories if I start down there. But anyways, <laughs> like, we are not well versed uh, in talking about those sort of topics because it's not our life. We're not, you know, teenage girls <laughs> struggling with their sexuality like this. That's not something that I can accurately portray. But I think that they have done a good job of like, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how they have Chloe handle this mentally. Yeah, exactly. Or if they even or if they really will. Yeah. And they'll kind of do a same thing with like Max of like. Well, maybe will, maybe won't, you mm. know? You can choose how your clothes is. They, they fucking better. I'll, they'll be very upset if they do that, honestly, because it's yeah. just, it would feel like a robbing the story of the canon that's important to it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure we talked about that because I, I think we kind of just totally glanced over it in our previous Life is Strange episodes, and I think it was an important note. That's um, true. Overall, how do, you, how do you feel about this scene? This whole junkyard um, to setting the train on fire? I liked it. 
I liked it. Highlights, um, I love the smash scene. Yeah. Uh, the fact that when I, like, got a, I got a big, you know, a decent grin out of, uh, the fact that when you walk up to anything and you kind of have this cursor wheel now of, of options mm-hmm. when you walk up to anything. So you could like, instead of just walking up and speaking to someone, you can look at them and observe them and talk to them. So you kind of have like four options when you walk up to anything. And in this, it's just all four options are smash. <laughs> and that's, and it's, it's this like great way of displaying that there's nothing else she can do right now yeah she has to take her anger and frustration out on something and anything and like it's just great that that's the only thing that you can do not just because that's the way to progress the game but it displays it by taking up all four slots on yeah it's a good confluence of storytelling elements and game mechanics coming together yeah great great job on that one um uh i really it the one, the scene that hit me the strongest out of any scene in this game was definitely the dream, like, just the pure, I don't know the term for it. It's like, it's when, it's when, like, a character has come to a moment where, okay, I'll just say, it's the scene where she sees the car. Yeah sees her dad's car uh, yeah and there's just this perfect like baseball drop moment you know where she sees it and has that breakdown and i it just it was great yeah it was uh very well put together i didn't see it coming from any angle or direction totally. and it seemed realistic enough that i could believe that it's something that could happen yeah i i 100 percent agree i felt like i was just understanding how this game was going to play out i was calling like a couple of the major events which is not necessarily a bad thing but when she turned and saw that car i let out an audible like oh fuck when i was playing because like it was a powerful moment and then like the I, it just got very like raw immediately. Like she drops the baseball bat, right? Like she drops the object that it was she was using to destroy things, and walks up and like puts her hands on the car and like has a moment where you think she's about to like break into tears and like lay down, but then starts like beating down on the hood and like mm-hmm. it was such a fantastically human moment of just all of the sudden this complete change in how you're feeling like this shot through the heart that just happens in a moment and then the visceral like connection to it where she goes from like touching it to like basically crying to beating it to crying to sleeping in the back of it like it it felt so fucking powerful and it just hit right out of left field like you were saying i no part of me thought about it and it was so left field, but it was also so connected to what just happened mm-hmm. with her getting angry and leaving because of her feelings of abandonment. Yeah, so it was really good. They do a really good yeah. job of kind of tying all of that together in this scene. I this was the like, so like I said, I think the scene before was when the game started working. This was the scene when I became excited to play the next episodes. Yeah. Um. So sure. they did really good, and then the ending was kind of interesting. I don't know. I so yeah. <laughs> I felt a little bad because like. You know, Rachel was having this breakdown because her dad's cheating on her mom. And, like, that's totally fair. Like, 100%, I get that. I get being upset. But also, I was sitting there like, yeah, but I just saw my dead dad's car, so get the fuck over it, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> demean agree. what you're going through. But, like, I, f- like, I feel from Chloe's point of view, like, you're just 
being a drama queen about it. And, like, she's not is the problem. Like, she's having a perfectly normal reaction to what is essentially a world-shattering experience. But but does it have to be, like, forest-shattering? Because <laughs> burning the picture, one thing. Kicking it and starting a fucking forest fire? No. Yeah. I don't care how many parents you have that are cheating on each other. You don't fucking burn down a whole forest. Yeah, that was... That was like, a bit much. A bit much on her part. And maybe it was an accident. We'll have to see how she talks about it in the coming episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, she she was just so angry, but I don't know if she's like, I just wanted to see things burn kind of person, which I don't think she will. No, I don't think she is, but, yeah. It, it is, we'll see how she handles it. Yeah. It was really... That was my least favorite part of the whole thing. Like, when she set the tree yeah. on fire, I was like, okay, this whole scene was really good, but that moment maybe didn't work as well. And, like... Also, there was the moment where, like, you didn't really have any good options when Rachel is, like, trying to tell you that she doesn't want to talk about it and she wants her space. And, like, the option I chose was basically Chloe saying, like, hey, I know I'm not super easy to handle, but I thought, and I was like, no, it's not about you. Put two and two fucking together. Like, this isn't hard. Um, But, you know, an important thought for her to have in order to make the, like, mental breakdown scene hit. what did you think about the uh, screaming wind? I wasn't sure what to make of it. <laughs> I predictions real quick. I don't screaming wind predictions. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're trying to force some supernatural shit in here? Because if like, they do, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, I was really hoping they would just leave. Like, I'm fine with the kind of Lynchian weirdness with the dream sequences. Like, I kind of like that. But when Rachel screamed wind, and it's like, okay, well. This is actually the prequel to X-Men. This is how Storm happened. And, like, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't like it. Yeah. I hope that it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, this kind of weird thing happened. And then we're going to forget yeah. about it. And it doesn't actually have significance to the game. but It's going to have significance, Alex. I guarantee it. I really hope they aren't just like, hey, Rachel has magic powers. And that's why Max had magic powers. Look, we explained it. Woo! Because that'll, that'll oh, be shitty. Christ. That'll be really shitty if they do. Please, no. Um, yeah. Well, um, coming back to a more positive point that I forgot to touch on, I'm for the junkyard. I'm so excited to see how this becomes their spot. Yeah, this junkyard you know what I mean? is good, man. It's yeah. like it starts off at a really low point, and the first Life is Strange with the worst sequence in the whole game. But like <laughs> the fucking the bottles. fucking finding the Dude, bottles. Don't is the PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I mean this. This junkyard is starting to become a really, like, I'm seeing how the pieces connect, and I'm really liking what they're doing with this setting um, quite a bit. So I'm really excited to see what they do with it going forward. They're definitely taking advantages of the prequelness of it. Yeah, but largely they're taking advantage of it in smart ways, I think. Yes. I I will say it's like a good, like, 70-30. 70 smart. Yeah, and then 30 Victoria Chase. So, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have anything else about the junkyard and tree burning no, sequence? I don't think so. Don't think All so. All right. Uh, so then I think we can hop into any overarching questions we still had. Yeah. Uh, did you have any you wanted to start off with, or should I, should I take a take a swing yeah, at it first? I, I think I want to talk about a more, like, less in-game thing. Okay. Is, do you think this game kind of glorifies being a shitty teenager? Hmm. I... You know what I mean? Yeah. Elaborate a little. So I think I know what you mean, but I want you to explain what I know for sure. Like, I feel like the attitude of Chloe and some of the characters is, like, 
made to be an attract, not a, maybe attractive, but maybe like some kind of uh, theme or like, you know, personality type that you should aim for in a way. Hmm. Interesting. It, 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 I feel like, I feel like it's the whole thing where it's like, yeah, I'm going to start being like that kind of thing that I feel like could influence somebody. So can you give maybe. more example? Like, can you give an example of that other than Chloe? Like, what characters kind of stick out to you in that way? Because I, I feel like it's mainly, primarily Yeah, because like. I wonder if we didn't get the exact same thing in the first Life is Strange, but Max was just much closer to the, like, ideal sort of teenager, and so we didn't, like, we didn't notice that, well, right? Well, I kind of got that, too, but, but I didn't really talk about it, because I didn't see it as, like, as that, I guess. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I didn't, it didn't come out to me as much, but now that I think about it, it... It, it's the same thing that I feel like the I'm kind of going even farther out mm-hmm. here. It's a much minor version of um, that 12 Reasons Why show. 13 Reasons Why? 13 Reasons. Whoops. <laughs> Missed one, one reason. reason. Shy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, it, it, you know, I've heard people talk about how I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard people talk about how it kind of like romanticizes suicide. And I kind of just like. I feel like this almost romanticizes just being a shitty teenager and like missing a lot of school and stuff like that. And I don't think you could change it to make that anyway, but I just kind of wanted to know your thoughts on it and I don't want them to change it in any way. Yeah. You know, I, so it's just a thought that I, I think had. it's a really interesting question, honestly. I, Cause I don't know for certain whether or not I feel like it does that, but it definitely, so it, it depends on how it treats it. Right. So if, if things like everything works out for Chloe and it, the moral of the story becomes like, hey, you skip school to have cool adventures. Like, yeah, then maybe that. Or like, oh, be shitty to people to get what you want. Like, that's the thing that I think yeah. doesn't work because the backtalk, like, mechanic enforces the idea of if you're just shitty enough and good at being shitty enough, then people will give you what you want. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know that I think it necessarily glorifies it as much as it's just like it is who Chloe is, so it's how the story progresses, but I guess we'll have to see, because right. there's definitely moments where it sort of does that. Um, that's really interesting. I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that going forward and whether or not it, yeah. it is like that. Um, cool. Yeah, so so one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and I think you had mentioned previously you were interested in discussing, is the, the, the lack of the time travel mechanic, and I... I think the main thing I want to say, right, because everybody's going to be talking about like, oh, it just makes your choices more permanent and and blah, blah, blah. The thing that I didn't notice until play, like finishing the game and like almost the very last scene was like without that time travel mechanic, it feels significantly less interactive. Right. And yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like you're, yeah, it more feels like you're playing, um, you know, playing a movie kind of thing how they how that'll talk and i i think it feels okay Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel because the thing i loved about the first life is strange is it was so standout-ish to the other like you know walking dead yeah the other ones because it just had this unique feature that wasn't that was directly related to gameplay story and you know just viewing the game Mm -hmm. in, in any way shape or form um, and it was so impactful to my decision of playing it that I feel like taking it away takes something special away from Life is Strange, but it doesn't feel like it's not worth playing because totally. of it. Totally. It, it's still it just, telling a good story. And there's no way 
they could incorporate it. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. The only decision they could have made is to just not make this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which I'm happy they did. So yeah, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still fair to be critical about yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't think again. I don't think this like the game is bad. I don't think it's doing the story a disservice. I just when playing through the original Life is Strange, I didn't recognize how much more involved having that mechanic made you feel. Even just like yeah pressing a button and then watching something and then having like a debate with yourself about whether or not, you know, which option and kind of playing out in your head where it could go further feels You felt much a little more. closer. To yeah. This. A little bit. In a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll, again, I'll be curious to see what they do with it. It didn't really feel like there were any impactful decisions this time around. Um, I don't know if you felt that way, but the only decision well, that I even really remember was whether or not you told Rachel that you had feelings for her. Yeah, I feel like if if they do Nathan Prescott right, we'll we'll see how that plays out. If you helped him out or not? Yeah, did I you? did help him out because it. I mean, right. it just. Me I honestly like because it was a backtalk moment. <laughs> <laughs> see, did you? Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like all the backtalk moments. I just felt forced to pick that. Yeah, I, I didn't pick the one with Principal Wells because I was like, oh, this don't don't just be shitty to Dude, the principal. I backtalk Principal Wells. I got out of detention. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go to detention, mind you, because I slept in a car. But I didn't. You know. Well, right. Yeah, you just you just basically like run around the bush, and then he's like, "All right, all right, <laughs> I guess not." Uh, That's my principal Wells impersonation. It wasn't the worst. The it way. wasn't the worst. Um, <laughs> Uh, no uh, so like the one with nathan though i wish i had more options because i was like okay he shouldn't be picking on nathan and then he was like nathan was just like asking how many free lunches the other guy got or whatever and trying to like like i'm rich and you're poor so i'm better than you and i was like wow no definitely still fuck him like that's not an okay thing to say to somebody you don't make fun of somebody for being like a low-income family like what the fuck man yeah yeah, but so it, it's it's interesting to watch a con because a conflict play out between two um, two characters like that are both shitty, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just trying to figure out which one to root for. Yeah, but I, it's interesting. Were there any were there any moments in this that you felt like you wanted to rewind and like change it, even if you didn't see the other one? Um. I'm trying to th- again. I don't remember like powerful decision moments throughout the game. Really, yeah. I, we'll have to we'll have to ask that later. Yeah, because I I would be curious to see how like how things play out. But also, nothing really plays out differently in this episode. It's all setting up for later. Um, I would be curious. I yeah. wanted to rewind because I want to see how the scene plays out. If you just tell Rachel that you're just friends, um, because yeah. I was really curious what the difference is and what she says and how like her psyche seems to handle. What it. did you say? I said that we were oh. friends with something more. Um, yeah, that's which I also really like the writing in that sequence, the way that she's like, you know, don't make me say it. And then Rachel says, say what? And she says, like, she still refuses to say it. She just says, you know, friends, but like something more and is like super right. uncomfortable <laughs> with it. And I thought that was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, agree with that. Something else that I actually I thought of this like. 20 minutes before we started recording and i don't know why it wasn't on my mind previous to this but this game by its very existence and what it's going to do really is i'm very curious to see how it colors my perception of the events in life is strange um the original one because like even already like getting chloe's point of view was like man 
Max is kind like kind of a shittier friend than I really thought about. Like I didn't realize how bad of a spot Chloe was in and how much she needed Max. And again, I do think maybe some of that is the game relying on that crutch a lot, but Mm-hmm. It, it, it like that's already starting to color my perception of Max. Not that I don't still love Max, but like also, you know, I was walking around listening to the Life of Strange One themes, uh, like the songs from it, and Mountains came on the scene from the uh, like when Chloe runs back and digs up the body of Rachel, and that scene is gonna hurt so much more when like I actually yeah. get to see how impactful of a relationship it was, as opposed to just hearing about how impactful of a relationship it was. Like, right. it, it's going to yeah. be so interesting to see how things change the way that I view them. Wow. Yeah, right? That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're right. I don't have anything else to yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair. That wasn't really a question. That was just something that I wanted to make sure I talked about because I it wasn't, again, I didn't think about it even a little bit when I was playing through the game. It all came afterwards when I was, like, just thinking about the game at large. Well... You want to end out on a positive note? Uh, sure. All right, cool. I don't have much else to say. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I the voice acting is fine. I think the oh, right. new lady is doing an all yeah. right job, even if it's still a little jarring that it's not Ashley Birch. Yeah, but I think it's still yeah, good. I respect. I I have a hard time. I have a hard time picking up on some of the some of the differences yeah i i don't i don't know i miss max that's also the other thing i wanted to say is i do miss max a lot whenever chloe makes a lame joke i'm like ah, that would have felt better if max is the one that made that lame joke yeah i didn't want to say like i i, I added in my notes that it's like i i feel like chloe's kind of like like max just to keep the charm yeah of the old life is strange narrations and i don't mind that because when you are like friends with someone and you're like into you know you're like best friends you pick up so many mannerisms from Mm. them and that can include like you know their punny sense of humor or anything like that so i was okay with it but it still stood out and i was like hey i see what you're doing there yeah you're trying to pull on my heartstrings (laughs) you know yeah it it, again uh, i'm concerned that they'll rely too much on Like, I just want a whole new cast of characters with short mentions toward the old characters. But, you know, we'll see. As long as they they do good with it, I won't be mad. Okay. Do you have any any predictions for where the story goes to close out? Uh, I think the whole forest is going to burn down. (laughs) Uh, Rachel is going to become a wind goddess. (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't. Other than they're just going to get really close, do you think we're going to see any Jefferson? Uh, no, I don't. Th- I mean, I think maybe we get, like, a shot of him being hired at the end because they said, like, the art budget got bigger or something and the science budget did it. But so I think we'll see that. I think so the one – I don't remember anyone's name. We're going to find out, like, who that graffiti dude was that she mentions in the mill. Um, and he's oh, going to yeah. play a big he's role. He's going to become a problem. Yeah, he's going to be a big role. I think Frank will probably end up being, like, a good guy and stepping in to save Chloe and Rachel at some point, And that's when Rachel and Frank will end up sort of getting together. I I yeah. wonder if that's going to be a crux of toward the end of this, this season. Uh, if, like, it's going to be about the tension between... Chloe and Rachel and Rachel and Frank, but, it, but I don't know. But it can't because she didn't know. She says that Chloe, or she says that Rachel lied to her about that. So obviously she confronted her at some point. Oh, so I don't know. 
they have a lot to do in like six hours. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know they I mean? might like, just touch none of it, and I think that would be okay. Yeah, but I'm curious it, what they do. They have to tie some some ends. I feel like, and I I think they will. Mm-hmm. How much they do and how well they do it is subjective. Yeah. But we'll have to see. I'm also. I'm yeah. excited. I just want to real quick one last. I keep saying this one last thing. Yeah. Do you think how do you know how much involvement um, the don't nod team had with this? Do you know if there was like hardly no okay? Because I do wonder like if there's some point where it's like, hey, we gave you the license and said you could do this, and like, oh, you're kind of fucking with our authorial intent here. Like we didn't want this. And now this is it. Like, that question comes across my mind from time to time. And it seemed like, from what I read, they had a really good relationship and were very comfortable with everything. But that is one of those things where I'm always curious. Like, oh, is this just totally fucking with what they intended to be canon here? I doubt it. Me too. I doubt it. I'm sure they they got the script. They got the assets. They, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sure that a lot of back and forth was taken. I don't think there was as much back and forth of say like, you know, as important of an IP like you know like that, like that Mario game with the right with the, the rabbits. Mario I'm sure Reds, that yeah. shit was like tight. Like that game must have been like tightly uh, monitored and made sure that it kept that you know the Mario spirit. But like they couldn't have. It must have been like a medium amount of yeah know, moderation or you know monitoring to make sure that they were keeping the spirit of the game and the script and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, they so. just, you know, like, hey, just don't have her say hella too much because that comes in later. Ha! <laughs> yeah, well, she does. Rachel says <laughs> Yep, I know. And then Chloe's all like, oh. nobody says that. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> one, one last thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the graphics and the animation, I complained about it for the first game. They're a little bit better. I kind of felt like they were exactly the same, but... Really? Yeah, so I think, I think moments... the facial animations are a little better. I think the movement animations—that's what are I was saying. Actually, like worse. the facial, yeah, the facial animations are really like they—they've made an improvement. I feel yeah. like, and the concert scene looked really. That's good. That's true. Um, yeah. is it just me or are they more like loose with just swearing all the time in this game too? I feel like I've heard a lot more fucks already than I did in the entire like first season of Life is Strange. I don't know if I'm just crazy about mm-hmm. that, but like, definitely felt like. Since you're playing know. Chloe, you just get a lot more like, hey, fuck you. And like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, yeah, probably. probably. I mean, she's a lot more, she's a lot more chill yeah. in the, the first season. I feel like she's a little bit more wild. Now. <laughs> it's true. She didn't have her blue hair yet. Um, Woo! <laughs> Can we see the hair get blue dyed blue? All right. Please. Last question. Is Please. that the final scene of the game? Her looking into a mirror with newly dyed Please. blue hair? Please. Please let that be the last I scene. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Will you be upset? If it's the last scene, I, I kind, yeah. I'll be a little upset, but I'll also definitely love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm excited for that. So tune back with us when we hit that up. Uh, I don't know when the second episode yeah, coming out. Yeah, probably a month. Would be my guess. month or two. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, I, hopefully it's sooner. Hopefully they do it every other week. I but it'll wait. probably be a month. Right? It's a little worse playing it when they're not all out yet. Christ. Uh, All right. Well, hit us up on the social medias. Yep. As they say in the game. (laughs) Social media haters, Uh, you know. We're all over the social media haters. (laughs) 
Um, you can you can go to our Twitter at twitter.com slash thoughts from P1. Send us an email if you have any questions, anything you want us to talk about on the second episode, even if it's regarding the first one, we'll address yep, it. That's... Um, it's thoughts from player one at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Facebook on me. I'm Duncan. I'll figure it we out. Just need, literally, just need two small pictures, and we're good. That's this is, it. This is the pipeline. <laughs> you guys, you have to understand. There's a lot of work that goes into making a Facebook yeah. page. Mm-hmm. You, all you non-creators, would <laughs> understand. <laughs> you wouldn't understand unless you have your own <laughs> podcast. Okay, but uh, I'm sure independent <laughs> yeah. podcasters can verify making a Facebook page does much like we're doing. It takes six to seven months, so it's like it takes yes. a while. <laughs> yeah, it takes a whole lot mm-hmm. of while. So. Anyways, hit us up on those social platforms if you'd like to, or follow us on uh, iTunes or Podbean, Mm -hmm. whatever you're listening this to on. Stitcher, whatever the fuck, anything. Just follow us. Tell all your friends. Tell everyone. Oh, God, please. I haven't eaten in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's... Yeah, I think that's going to do it. You want to take us out? That's all the beans in the pot, boys. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys later.